Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net. We're going to uh, take a look at this pre-Christmas edition of the WSN podcast with some interesting and significant basketball news and notes and statistical performances, and also a conversation with Brookfield Central head coach Jed Kennedy, head football coach Jed Kennedy, but not for long, as he's going to be making the move to Alabama to take an assistant position down in Alabama, looking for a new challenge down there. News that came out last week and certainly caught a lot of people's attention, and a lot of people were very interested in that story. We'll talk with Coach Kennedy about what went into that decision, what the challenge is going to be, and and all kinds of good stuff. Really looking forward to that conversation. But before we do that, do want to take a look back at uh, boys basketball from last week because we really saw some incredible games, some incredible matchups early in the season, and also some incredible performances as well. Uh, Last week, after the coaches' polls came out on Tuesday of last week, Brookfield Central, the top-ranked team in Division I, Sussex Hamilton, the third-ranked team in Division I, they squared off in a much-anticipated game, and Sussex Hamilton got a win in that one as Patrick Baldwin Jr. had a, a big performance over 30 points. But then later in the week, on Saturday, in fact, those two teams were uh, kind of front and center as well for the NY to LA Sports Classic at Brookfield Central. Sussex Hamilton, coming off that big win over Central, took on Nicolet, the top-ranked team in Division Two. There was a lot of uh, eyes on that matchup. Nicolet with the uh, outstanding players they have, the, the transfer players that they have, including Jalen Johnson coming in ranked in the top five nationally in the junior class. Patrick Baldwin ranked number one in the sophomore class in the entire country. Excuse me, by, I believe it was ESPN and maybe a couple of the other recruiting services. So they got a chance to go head-to-head. And Nicolet got a 78-70 victory as Jalen Johnson had a triple-double to help lead their comeback. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Baldwin Jr., uh, certainly... Uh, was very good as well, had 21 points. And so that was a, a really spotlight game early in the year. But earlier in the day at Brookfield Central, the Lancers, the host team, uh, they had a big game as they took on Division II's second-ranked Lacrosse Central. Both those teams have a number of Division I prospects, and Lacrosse Central uh, was coming off a tough game on Friday night, had to travel across the state. And really could not get going. And Brookfield Central put on an offensive clinic. Really took it to them. Brookfield Central won that one 72-49. Sophomore Ben now had 23 points. And uh, Lacrosse Central just not able to uh, to do much in that game. They responded and, and really clobbered Stoughton last night. Uh, but uh, in that one, it was Brookfield Central that got the victory. How about the week for Dominican Jr.? Alex Antetokounmpo, yes, the younger brother of Buck superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo. Alex uh, had uh, kind of been a, uh, a reserve player, I think, as a freshman and hadn't really stood out a ton last year either, but really is coming into his own. And in the last three games, last week they won three games over some pretty co- tough competition, Lourdes Academy, Kenosha St. Joseph, St. Thomas More. In those three games, he averaged 28 points and 16 rebounds. And he's a kid to, to really watch. He's, he's got Division I offers now, but 
Uh, I think there's a lot of schools that are really monitoring him and his development to see, you know, where does he go? Uh, obviously, older brother Giannis is, a, is one of the, the best players in the entire world. Uh, his other older brother, Costas, um, was a star for Dominican and, and went on to play Division One basketball before leaving for a professional opportunity after a year or two. And so Alex Antetokounmpo, uh, really an interesting player to watch over the next uh, year or two and see where his development goes. Also uh, of note, uh, Carter Lomas from Seneca had a triple-double in a win last week. I think he had 23 points, uh, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, something like that. Um, And how about Kawan Jackson, a, a player that we've talked about a number of times throughout the year, had 70, 70 points last week as they beat Kenosha uh, Ruther. It was 120 to 55, so take everything with a grain of salt, right? Um, to get 70 points in a 65-point victory, I don't know. I, I wasn't at the game. I didn't see it, but the optics do not look good for sure. But it is very impressive to, to put up that many points. Uh, Quan Jackson, Milwaukee Lifelong Learning, uh, just a junior, 70 points in uh, that victory over Kenosha Ruther. Puts him, I'm, I'm pretty sure, in the top 10 in uh, in single-game scoring in state history. He's averaging, averaging over 50 points a game this year uh, and has a number of 50-point performances so far. And we do want to talk today about uh, some football news that came out last week, uh, coaching uh, news that came out. Uh, this is kind of the the time of the year where you start getting some coaches that uh, resign, retire, move on, and uh, one that caught a lot of people's eye, a lot of people's attention. Uh, head coach Jed Kennedy, Brookfield Central, leaving after a couple uh, state title game appearances and heading to Alabama to take a position as a defensive coordinator and assistant uh, assistant head coach down in the state of Alabama for a, a big time program down there. And Coach Kennedy, kind enough to join us before he heads off and. Uh, gets into the the land of the Crimson Tide and, and War Eagle and everything else down there. Coach, uh, appreciate you taking some time. I know it's a busy time as you're trying to wrap up things here in Wisconsin and get ready for uh, for things down in Alabama. Uh, what's this last couple weeks been like for you and, and also for your family? Well, it's certainly been an emotional whirlwind. Um, you know, I w- was first called about the opportunity, you know, a little bit before the state championship game, so mid mid November. And, uh, you know, with that being said, Coach Darlington, the gentleman I'm working under, um, you know, is a good friend of mine, and we will talk about that later, how it came about. But, um, you know, my focus, you know, and he had said, you know, Jed, I don't want to even think about it. You know, after the game was over, um, you know, ultimately, what was weird about it was, you know, I really couldn't talk to people about it because I didn't know if I was going to do it for one. And, um, you know, I, so I kind of wanted to feel it out before I let people at, at, at BC know. You know, so when, it, when it's that big of a decision and it's just you and your wife talking back and forth, it's just a lot of emotion and, and there's really nobody to vent to. And, uh, you know, so the only person who really knew at BC was, was our head basketball coach, Dan Wanderies, one of my best friends. And uh, I just needed somebody to be able to bend their ear. And, uh, you know, obviously telling, we had a banquet Sunday night last week. And, uh, you know, it was really tough and emotional because I knew what I was going to have to tell the kids on, on Monday. Um, and uh, so it was a certainly emotional whirlwind, but I can also say that when I told the kids and people knew it was a weight off my shoulder because I'm about as upfront of a person as there is. And, uh, you know, so it kind of felt like I was keeping something back from them. So, 
Um, you know, obviously I'm moving January 2nd, so my family's going to stay up here until June. Um, so certainly got a lot of things I got to tie up before I head out here in two weeks. What were some of the, the things that went into that decision, the pros and the cons of uh, making another move and, and leaving Wisconsin, leaving Brookfield Central and heading down to a new opportunity in Alabama? Well, I think number one, the, you know, the first thing is I haven't applied for a job since I've been here. Um, I've never looked to leave. I wasn't looking. Um, um, it just was something that was, was brought to me. And, and when Coach Darlington talked to me about it, I knew it was something that was good enough for me that I had to look at it. And the pros are, you know, number one, um, you know, financially, it's a great, a great step for me. Um, you know, number two, it's as um, competitive of high school football as there is in the country. I've always been a person that, uh, you know, has set my set my goals high and had great dreams. And, and, and this is a chance, you know, for me to really ultimately live those out. Um, the chance to coach with Coach Darlington, as I mentioned before, he's one of my one of my closest friends. We've known each other for almost 20 years, and um, we're very similar um, in styles. And once I got down there. You know, I saw, you know, the football stuff spoke for itself, as you said. You know, facilities are, the best way I can describe it is, you know, they're, they're not far below UW-Whitewaters when it comes to facilities. It's like, you know, college-type facilities, college-type atmosphere on Friday nights. Um, obviously, the coaching's as good as it is anywhere in the country, and those things really appealed to me. But the selling point for us was when, when my wife and kids went down there with me. Um, it's just a great, uh, it's a great town. It, it reminds me a lot of Stevens Point. The town is, you know, we're, we're in the far southeast part of the corner. We're not far from Georgia or Florida. Um, you know, it's 30,000 people, 2,000 kids in the high school. Um, and, and, you know, once you get outside of the city limits, people are hunting deer and hunting hogs. And, um, you know, it's just, just great southern people. And we're, it's a great challenge. Um, the program struggled the last two years and uh, probably wouldn't have done it with anybody other than Coach Darlington. But, you know, certainly confident that we can get the program back to where it needs to be. Um, uh, negatives, you know, number one, I have an eighth grade daughter and a fifth grade daughter who have, this community has been awesome to us. Um, you know, they love it here. They've got best friends here. They've got their friends groups and it's never easy to move your kids from that. Um, and, uh, you know, my sister lives in Hartford. My two little nephews are at every game. You think about those things that we're going to miss. Um, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the toughest thing was we love Brookfield. You know, like I said, I've never looked to leave. I have applied for other jobs. The, the administration's awesome. The kids are awesome. The school's great. Um, so, you know, you're leaving essentially a great situation for something that, um, you know, you're, you're basing your decision off the research that you've made. And, um, you know, with that being said, it's we're excited and, uh, you know, obviously thought that the, the positives far away the negatives and, you know, excited for another chapter in our lives. We're talking with Jed Kennedy, head coach at Brookfield Central, until... January when he's going to be making the move to Alabama and uh, and taking over a position there. Uh, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, and, and I'm sure obviously you'll devote full attention and everything to uh, to the opportunity at Enterprise. But is there a, a thought that eventually this could lead to a, a head coaching opportunity or getting back into a, a head uh, capability, either down in Alabama again or, or somewhere else? You know, I haven't thought about that, you know, and I think that, you know, sometimes the way my life has lived is like people think that's what I, you know, what I've done. You know, the reality is when I, I thought I'd be at Kenosha Bradford for 30 years, you know, we got caught up in the layoffs back in 2011. We had to go and I had a chance to go to Florida and went down there and my wife and kids just hated it. We came to here and thought the same thing. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, I plan on being there a long time. Coach, like I said, Coach Darlington is one of my great friends, our, um, 
you know, I've, he's done camps for me. I went down and, you know, stayed at his house and, and, and run camps for him. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I'm looking forward to having this role. I talked to Coach Darlington. Um, you know, my goal is to be the best assistant coach he's ever had, to be the hardest working, the most loyal, um, and, you know, bring bring those strengths to the program that I knew that he wanted when he asked me to do the job. So you know, that's a challenge I have. I'm not worried about the other things. The thing that we talked about, one of the things we did talk about with our kids was, um, you know, giving them the opportunity, you know, to, to, to go to this place and finish out their high school careers there. So, um, you know, and anyone knows who Coach Darlington is, um, he's going to run a great program. I'm just excited to be a part of that and excited for my family to be a part of um, that program also. Coach, you've been a head coach for uh... – what, 10, 12 years, uh, something like 14 that? 14 years, believe it. 14 years. 14 years. Uh, so transitioning back to being an assistant coach, what's that going to be like? And, you know, I, I know you very well. And, uh, and you know, it's just, I guess, hard to see you going back to be an assistant role. What, what's that going to be like? And what kind of challenges is that going to present for you? Well, it's different, you know, and that was, I'll be honest, that's one of the things I thought about. And that's one of the things my wife and kids thought about was, you know, I love being a head coach. I love having everything in the program go through me. I love um, um, the challenge of having all that weight on my shoulders. I love running programs. Um, I just love doing that. Um, you know, and I think that when you have done that for so long, which, you know, is 14 years, and really you've had 14 pretty successful years doing that, you know, I just looked at kind of the whole picture of things. And to be honest with you, there's probably maybe two or three coaches in the country I would have ever worked under, you know, coach Darlington is, was the number one guy where, you know, he just does things a lot like me. And I think one, one of my huge selling points was when we talked to him, there's been, you know, three or four times, or you know, as, as we've had conversation, I said, you know, when you decide this, and he's, he says, Jed, it's not you, it's we and us, you know, we're attacking this together. And, you know, so having full control over the defense and, you know, the, the, the title of assistant head coach, where there's things in the program that he's going to give me, um, you know, the, the ability to, you know, really take ownership in and, and that. And, you know, the other thing is sometimes stepping back's not bad either. You know, I've probably been a pretty bad dad for 14 years. And, um, you know, I'm it's just looking at, you know, some of those things and um, excited for that. And, uh, you know, the way I looked at it was, and when, I, when I'm, the administration here has been awesome, I kind of looked at it at being a head coach, um, you know, maybe at a Mac school and having a chance to go be a coordinator, you know, at a top SEC school. And, and you know, I don't know if that's really a step back and uh, you know, it's just a new challenge and a new way for me to challenge myself as a coach and as a person. And on top of it, a great place for our family um, to, to plant some roots and, and, and enjoy, you know, kind of the enterprise community, which is absolutely awesome. You mentioned earlier that you, you did spend a year uh, down in Florida as a head coach. Uh, how much do you think that experience in, in a environment where high school football takes on a different meaning uh, quite honestly, than what it does here in Wisconsin, and uh, is kind of at a, a, a different level in in some respects. How much do you think that experience will help you uh, as you attack this new role? Well, I think it will. I mean, anytime you can, you know, I think, you know, I, I, the one thing that you know, probably the best call I got in this whole process was from Bill Young at Catholic Memorial, and uh, you know, obviously I've known Bill for a long time. He's one of my closest friends here, and he said, you know, congratulations, and Peter said, Jed, I you make decisions that most people won't make. You know, the reality is number one, 95% of people would never have this opportunity. And he said, the second part of it is, is out of those 5% that have the opportunity, 95% of them could never pull the trigger because it's easy to be comfortable where you've been. And, um, you know, and, and there's advantages to that too. I mean, there's, there's, 
I, I respect people who can go be a head coach at some place for 20 years. And, um, you know, just the, the, to have the, the ability to, to have a wife that's willing to move, have kids that ultimately weren't happy with me right away, but are starting to understand the, the advantages of doing this. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I tell you, you know, we've, you know, football here is good, you know, in Wisconsin, and obviously, you know, when you have the, the Central East games and the, you know, the Bradford Temper games and all those things, you know, so we've been in those tight, tight situations. With that being said, there's, um, you know, nothing like coaching football down south, and, and you're right, football's king, and, you know, football, high school football is, is, is the driving force in a lot of schools. And uh, I think people who know my personality knows that I'll absolutely fully engulf myself into that and excited to be a part of it. As we uh, look back at your time at, at Brookfield Central, what are some of the things that stand out? Obviously, two straight state championship games, but um, just kind of reflect for a moment, if you could, on what you have done and what you accomplished at Brookfield Central. Well, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of people obviously want to look at the wins and the losses and that stuff. And, um, you know, I think something that I have to work on as a person is, you know, you, I spend 99% of my time thinking about the games we didn't win rather than the you know, the 49 games we did win there in five years. And, uh, you know, I think what I'm proud of our kids is, you know, number one, they're great kids. And uh, um, they, they really bought into what was a completely 180 switch of how we think we should play football and physical and run the ball and single wing and, um, you know, be tough and all physical. When I came to Brookfield, you know, Brookfield Central and physical were not two terms that were often put together. You know, and I think when you talk about people now and how our team plays, it's, it's, it's just how physical we are. And, um, you know, so, so that's a tribute to the kids and how hard they worked. Uh, you know, I think I'm just proud that, you know, I think number one, you know, how our kids handled themselves. We had very few off the field issues ever. Um, our kids bought into really an unconventional way of playing football and putting the team first. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, you know, I just, to, to, to be a 15, 16, 17 year old kids and have the expectations the last three or four years of coming in as a number one, number two, number three ranked team in the state. I'm just proud of how our kids handled that. And, uh, um, you know, I think, you know, when you look last year, we graduated eight starters off our defense from 2000, um, you know, 17, you know, our defense for, you know, really for the most part of the year was just as dominant, you know, with, with eight new starters out there and, you know, just excited for those kids that, you know, they were able to, to be a part of a really good program. And, and to be honest with you, it's the program's in great shape. And, uh, you know, I think moving forward, you know, the, the, Madis, the, the trips to Madison certainly um, aren't going to end for the Brookfield Central program. We're uh, about to wrap up, and, and we'll wrap up shortly our conversation with Coach Kennedy here. Uh, Coach, you, you have been at a number of different stops. You've coached in Illinois. You've coached in Wisconsin in different high schools. You've coached in, in Florida and now have uh, that experience of, uh, of learning about uh, what goes into Alabama football. What are some of the things, just from a logistical standpoint, that are different in Wisconsin than maybe some other places or especially down south, you know, whether it's number of games, number of kids that are on the teams, how they practice, when they practice, all those things. What are what are some of the main differences that you're going to encounter going to Alabama? You know, I think you know the big thing is you know Wisconsin football is really good, and um, you know it's really well coached. I think the the, the difference of you know, like when I was down in Florida, for example, you know there's just places that the the, the, the parity in kids is just so drastically different. You, know, you can go ten miles down the road and have a school that has seven kids with division one offers. And then you go two miles down the road and they, and they have, and they have nobody. And, um, you know, so I think that that's, you know, but, but the, I always told you that the coaching from, 
from the from if I take all 14 teams of the people that we played this year, you know, the coaching is as good as any place I've ever been. You know, it's because if you think about it, the kids are pretty similar at a lot of places. And obviously, you know, we have a Drew Lashinsky, we have a Rashad Lampkin, but when, when you take the other kids, they're all pretty similar. Well, what's what's the advantage then? Well, you got to beat people in the off season, and you got to out coach people, and you got to be more physical, and you got to play harder than they are. You know, I think the thing is, you know, the big thing down south is everything is district football. You know, which the state's moving to here, so you kind of have a little better idea of kind of how the playoffs will look. There's not the the shifting of enrollments. That's all done prior to the season, and you know, if you're a Division One team, a Division Two team, a Division Three team, um, you know, I think the you know people always ask me are the players better down there. Um, you know, the speed of the game is, you know, there's a lot, the skill players are the, the, the big kids up here are just as good as the big kids down there. And the best kids up here would be the best kids down there. You know, the difference is, you know, down there, we'll have spring football. We'll play a spring game, you know, which allows college coaches to come and watch practice and evaluate kids playing football. You know, we're up here. Everything is go to a camp, go to a camp, go to a camp so they can see you play. And, um, you know, so I think that's the difference. I think, and I think the other thing down there is, you know, people aren't, aren't scared to say that football runs a show and um, you know, that, you know, obviously up here sometimes, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's not always the case. So, um, you know, those are just some of the differences I think that kind of maybe stick out a little bit to me, but uh, you know, football, football, you know, three, four defense here is a three, four defense there and spread down there, spread up here. There's great coaches, great players, both places. So, um, you know, I think things are more similar than, than different, but uh, scheduling and games and that kind of stuff down there, we'll play 10 games and have a bye week You know, when I was in Orlando, we played 10 games. So I think this is the number of games, um, you know, most people like they just had their state championship games last weekend. Um, so I think just it's the length of season because they don't have to deal with the weather like we do up here. Coach, there was a lot of people that uh, were certainly interested in your story uh, when it was announced that you were going to be leaving. There's a lot of people that will continue to follow your story down in Alabama and whatever uh, leads you in your future. We appreciate you joining us and, and always appreciate the, the time that you've provided us and uh, always been uh, enjoyable working with you and talking with you, one of the best that, that we work with. Best of luck on your future, and uh, we'll certainly be following you. Yeah, and I, I think, I think the, the last thing I just want to say is the best advice I've gotten this whole process was, you know, you leave schools and you leave communities, but you don't leave people. And, uh, you know, I've built some great friendships in this state back from my time at Bradford to my one year at Plasky to, you know, the last five years at Brookfield Central and, you know, with folks like you and Mark Stewart at the Journal Sentinel to, um, you know, to parents, to players, to fellow coaches and you know just because i'm moving 13 hours away i look forward to continuing to follow um you know those friendships and follow those teams and follow those people and uh you know certainly excited to see who they hire at brookfield central i know it's going to be a good coach and uh looking forward to following the kids that have come through the program the last few years with our staff all right that's jed kennedy head coach at brookfield central for only a couple more weeks as he's going to be making the move down to a new challenge at alabama And that will do it for this edition of the WSN Podcast. We will be back with a special holiday week edition next week. We'll talk with Norbert Durst and Mark Miller about some of the outstanding, outstanding holiday tournaments that are coming up next week, including, of course, the big one on the boys' side, Mark's Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout. We'll get a preview of some of those events and uh, just kind of get caught up on things in uh, in the hoop scene with Norbert and Mark. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out for that next week. Of course, make sure that you follow us on uh, on your podcast of choice, your platform of choice, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, 
like, subscribe, share. And obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're a fan of WSN, but make sure you check us out at Wisports.net. All kinds of new information coming out all the time. Whether you're looking for in-depth information, analysis, recruiting information, etc., or just kind of looking for your scores and schedules, your basic information, we've got you covered. And of course, with more and more traditional media exiting to some extent, to a large extent, the prep scene, it's getting harder and harder for information to come by. So uh, Wisports.net is certainly going to be your source for many, many years for high school sports. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Wisports.net. Follow me on Twitter at TravisWSN. Again, I'm Travis Wilson. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.